two hours every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 High FM, High Chinuch with Rabbi G. We are back as every week between 2 to 3 on Mondays here to discuss everything that's happening in the world in the education and anything that could help us know how to be better people can help us know how to make people around us uh, have a better and nicer life uh, just what's around what's happening in education for us for the people around us for uh, the next generation I know we're in the last week of the term in many of the schools uh, some of the schools uh, maybe a few more days but we are really towards the end of the term um, many of us are looking forward for the break. Many of the students, many of the students who haven't spoken to me don't, don't even realize there's a break coming up since they're so uh, deep into their exams. Uh, we wish them luck from here. Uh, so, yeah, a lot happening. We're going to have a, a lot to talk today on the show. Um, looking forward for a, a few ideas that are coming up. And, obviously, we're going to go soon to a very uh, important and inspiring interview that we're going to have here. Regarding holidays, I was thinking a lot what to raise up, what would be the topic to raise up for holidays. And what I hear again and again and again uh, is that when the kids are home, when the kids are not in school, kids are bored, they automatically go straight to their games, computer games or regular games, normally computer games. And many parents and many educators raise the question, is that a problem? Is it not a problem? What are the games? Uh, what are the games effect on the kids, on our lives? Uh, so we're going to hear from a professional about that. Uh, what happens in the computer games? Discuss many more topics. Obviously, any of your topics that you'd like to share with us, you could please send it in three four five one nine. That's SMS line three four five one nine. Any question, anything you want, you'd like to raise, you could always call in now seven four six five four seven three three five. Send us an email at onair at chayfm.com and the WhatsApp if you're in any other place in the world, 062-148-2374. I'm just going to share, uh, share, one of the listeners sent me a beautiful quote, uh, a story, not even a quote, and I liked it that much that I think we got to start with it for this week. And he started with a story about an older guy who was walking with his students. He was like a guru, and he was walking by the river with his for an evening walk or whatever it is and while they're walking they see a family standing by the river which happens lots holidays again as we say we're going towards it and they were all excited yelling and shouting and screaming at each other and some of them were fighting some of them were being nice to each other but everything was very 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 loud the Gurutun says students and he asks them tell me what do you think how come these people are yelling at each other why are they yelling so one of them, they were thinking, waiting to hear, and one of them says, well, I think they're yelling because they're u- losing their temper. They're getting upset. They're not relaxed. They're not calm anymore. That's why they are yelling to each other. So the girl looks at him and he smiles and he said, well, still, they can make their point very easily because the person next to them is very close. What do we gain by yelling? If the issue was saying nasty things, I understand, but the issue is just the volume of how loud we're saying it. So what difference does it make if we are yelling or talking nicely to each other? And I'm not going to go through all the details, everything that was raised up. The bottom line is, he says, I'll tell you exactly what happens and why we raise our voice. He says like this, when people are in a distance from each other, 
and you feel that the other person won't hear you because you're too far, you got to raise the voice because uh, the other person otherwise won't hear you. What's happening here is that the family that's here, their hearts are getting further and further away. So when, as long as the hearts are getting further away, we actually have to become louder and louder and louder. Otherwise, the other person won't hear us. Because he says, look at it very simply. When your heart is in distance from somebody, you yell to make sure they're here. When you get closer, somebody that you're just having a nice, uh, calm, relaxed conversation with, you talk lower. And then when you get even closer to each other, when your hearts get closer, when you get in, you fall in love or get in connection, you're even talking lower and lower until eventually when you're very close to someone, you're whispering. And when you're even closer than that, with a blink of an eye, you can completely understand each other, which means the volume of our uh, talk, the way we communicate is so much about how, how close our hearts are to the person next to us. And that could be a great indicator for us, I think. When we don't know where we're holding position, then just look, uh, just look, take a, a short look and see how close are you to the other one by how loud you have to scream to be um, to be heard. And we're going to take a short ad break. I'm just going to end up with the sentence. Our job is to make sure that we don't get that far, that we lose our ways back to each other. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai G. We are back on live here. Anything you want to say, you want to share with us, please send it in. 34519 is the SMS line. You could always send us an email on air at chaifm.com or you could send us a WhatsApp 062-148-2374. That's the WhatsApp line. We just ended off with uh, the amazing understanding that when a person is close to somebody, then the hearts are close, you whisper. And the closer you are, the quieter you are. And the further your heart is from somebody else, the louder you shout. So that should be a great indicator for us for holidays. When we lose our temper, when we're not as close, how loud are we shouting? How far is the person? Because the worst thing that could happen is that we find ourselves shouting so loud, which means the person we're talking to is so far that it will be too far for us to find the way back to each other, which is a point we never want to get to. We got to move on uh, quickly today. Uh, on the beginning, in the beginning of the show, my first guest today, his name is Vuk. I'm going to say his surname in a minute because I lost it again. He has a very unique job, and I think it's very important for everyone to listen carefully. And obviously, any questions you have, we can send to him too. Vuk, you know, we'll start. You give it to us. Good afternoon, Vuk. Give me your name again. Uh, how's it? It's uh, Vuk Vucetic. Um Okay, now the listeners understand me why I couldn't present, yeah. pronounce it in the first time. Completely. I'm going to call you Vuk. We'll yeah. go with that, okay? So, Vuk, you have an amazing job in my eyes, and I think that you can educate all of us on the radio. Um, you lecture about electronic games, about all games. Tell us what you do. Yeah, so, I mean, like you said, um, I'm, it is. It, it's always been a dream of mine to make video games. Growing up, I've always played games. I've loved uh, digital forms of art and different mediums. So, it just made... It just made sense. I mean, with technology growing into everyday life and everything else, why limit myself to just playing them when I can be the creator, when I can actually control how people feel, how they Do you think? you realize that kids listening to us, if there are any kids listening to us, they, they, they're literally thinking I'm speaking to 
I don't know who's the most important person in the universe, but I guess yeah. yeah. If you make video games, I mean, that what could be uh, higher than that in, in kids' eyes? I mean, you, you are right there. I mean, it's it's truly incredible the power we have as developers because we truly we do manipulate people's minds in very specific ways to get very specific results. You're making it easy for me because I was going to be tough and I was going to uh, come and say, let's hear about the dangers. Because all course. the kids out there, why is it dangerous for the kids? Is it really a problem that the kids are playing on the computer for so long? So, and you just said an amazing thing. We can manipulate the kids' brains. Of course. Um, wow. So, uh, it's, it's difficult to... I'm going to try to break this down into a layman's term because often I find that when I do speak, I always assume that people have a different discourse or a different understanding and they don't use a similar, they don't use the same language as I do. Okay. So I'm going to break it down into just the basics uh, of how, how game developers think. So as a game developer, you truly, you want to create an experience. Okay. And that experience is what kind of gives value to the product. And this product is games, essentially. Because if no one plays the game and no one feels anything about the game, the game is worthless. Very much like any sort of application on cell phones and even to modern m- m- modern music and movies. If no one watches it, it grosses or listens to it, it grosses less money, meaning it's less valuable. So you're saying that if I can't get, get an emotional react with my game, it's worthless in the market. Yes, uh, to a a degree. Uh, You have to understand that when I speak about uh, emotional experience, it's it's the the input that the player puts in and then that uh, gratification in that form of that output. That is that experience. It might not necessarily be an emotive quality in the form of happiness or sadness, but it's something that for... I'm going to use the word trap, but it lures the player back wanting more and more. So your goal is to get the, the, the player or the child in our case addicted. Yes, I, I know. I'm not maybe I'm not being so easy and fun. But no, no, no. Of course. Kind of. I mean, these are these, these are critical questions that you should be asking. Um, so in the form of addiction, it can be said it's these things can form into addiction. Um, I mean, if you look at the general hours spent with kids playing online games, some of these some of these kids are clocking close to six thousand hours online. I mean, six thousand hours a year. A well, month, it, it, it depends. Uh, I mean, this is this is a single game. This is just 6, a single game. Hours per game. No, I mean, oh, if you think about that, if an, uh, these are a lot of these uh, online games that you play with other people around the world, with your friends locally. 6,000 hours for a 16-year-old. I mean, if, if, you, if you equate that to his lifespan and what, what someone can do, like they said, um, like any of the great masters said in the arts, 10,000 hours, it takes 10,000 hours to be a master at a craft. Okay. Well, but before you continue, look, I, I'm going to do something very, maybe a bit odd, okay? Go for, because go you're it. sitting here and 
as I'm hearing more and more, I'm like, whoa, this is games are much worse than I thought. So I'm <laughs> going to send it out to the listeners and say, who wants to defend computer and video games? So we'll take the listeners of that course. usually come critical maybe on in, in the computers and we'll take you that you are usually – that's your job. Yep. And let maybe do the bit opposite. So if you have anything to, anything to say in uh, um, defending computer games and video games and thinking why it may be good a, a good development for your child in school, in holidays, please send it in. 34519 is the SMS line. That's only if you're in South Africa. However, anywhere else, 0621482374 is the WhatsApp line. 0621482374. You can always call it in at 0746547335 or send us an email at onair at com. Okay, so we were talking about that in a game for you to create as for a success – you want an investment. Your goal is to get about 6,000 hours. No, no, okay. no, no. So, so guide me through this. So when we speak about games, you have to understand that games are the highest grossing media in the world. In the form of it grosses more money yearly than films. It grosses more money yearly than music. You yourself have a startup company. Yes, correct. Okay. Um, so it's it's important to understand that like films, like music, there's there's a difference. There's a different. There's different. I would say. How how can I put this? Genres, different types of games. We have a lot of games that are built for five minute playtimes, for the ten minute playtime. Their retention, their goal is to retain a player, a user, for roughly five to ten minutes a time. But again and again. Yes. Okay, we're going to have to take a short break and no we'll worries. be right back. Uh, this is getting more and more fascinating by the minute. So, 101.9 Chaifem Chachinuch with Rabbi G. If you just joined us, we are in an amazing discussion with Vok, who's a lecturer and a startup holder. Uh, com- he has his own company regarding video games, games, the addiction, and everything around it. Please stay with us. 101.9 Chaifem. We'll be right back. <laughs> Two hours every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 High FM, High Chinuch We are here in a tremendous, interesting uh, conversation for those of us, those of you who are just joining right now. I'm here in studio with Vuk. Vuk is um, a lecturer uh, who has his own startup company. Uh, his profession is computer games, computer games and any games, video games. And we are talking about the goal of the, of the people who write the games, who put the games together and actually the addiction or the risk and the power that these games, uh, have over, uh, whoever plays with them. And there are, it sounded when we spoke before, before the break, a bit of, a bit negative. Since uh, one of the things that came up that the goal of any person who puts a game together is to draw the kids in for as many hours as he can to um, kind of uh, control their minds. Otherwise, he won't get the emotional react and the uh, amount of time spent on it. Uh, but here's a question for you that came in on one of the uh, WhatsApps. Hi, Rabbi G. It's still for you the question, even though it was said to me. Good afternoon. Thanks for the great show. Are there any computer games that can be actually good for children? So, um, what do you say? Well, I mean, you have to understand that when I mentioning earlier the hours spent, that is not the average game. Those are just some of the games that have that sort of retention. 
Games as a whole offer a lot more than simply just addiction. The, the hours you said are so scary. You said like of course, thousand hours until I mean, a game. It's, I mean that that is terrifying. But we have so we. I'll get back to that point after just answering this question. I don't want to get uh, too sidetracked or go on a detour. But as but that's a, your job. You get everybody sidetracked. This that's is true. Why you do, that's why you put those games. But okay, I'm not going to bother you. So okay. games at its core root as a developer. When we speak about hours, that's we, I'm speaking about retention. So how long I can retain a player's interest? I'm not out to to develop a game that can that can keep someone occupied for six thousand hours, but I want to develop a system that a player can develop a sense of mastery over, which allows them to perform greater tasks, which give them a greater sense of achievement. Okay. And now. Getting back to uh, so one second, so then, but then, uh, wouldn't a child change the his mind and say, okay, this is where I get interesting and achieving and growing? Forget school. Of course, I mean, so games and games at their core root. I take it. I take a very, I wouldn't say unique, but it's a design approach that I haven't come across very often because we are. It's a very new field. It's a very new field of study. It's a very new field of development. I mean, if you think about it, games, only really got popularized in the nineties, um, with obviously the with the development of uh, household computers, uh, early into the two thousands with portable devices such as our smartphones, regular phones. So, how do games actually? retain their players games offer a sense of challenge and this challenge comes in a form of whether it be a puzzle um, a reflex in terms of touch uh, uh, tapping a button or performing an action fast enough this gives an immediate response when the player either performs it well or does it negatively they either feel good about themselves and want to do it again or they feel bad and want to better themselves. Okay. Now, this... How do you get it? Because that, this is something I want to maybe... A teacher that's listening to us right now would want to know, how do I do that in school? Bring them to a point that if they do good in school, they want to get better and if they don't do good in school, they want to uh, try again and do better because we see that it doesn't work that way. I mean... So how do we do that? Th- that's what games do. That's what we do. We try to... It's about developing patterns. It's about learning. Learning is a... It sounds strange, but learning is fun. We keep players entertained because they feel like they are getting better at a system because they're understanding that system better. And that's why, in my personal belief, the current schooling system is going wrong. Because it's all about the grades, not about the content of what you actually know. It's about regurgitation, not about actual thinking for yourself and development for yourself. We Students, the top students essentially are like game players. They're approaching school as a system which they can learn to understand and better manipulate in order to get a better result out of it. Instead of actually learning and achieve. Of course, and exactly. And achieve. So do you see in the, some future time a school system that would work with the video games and the games that will actually uh, be the tool for kids to learn, like math? Of, or Of course. I mean… I, growing up, I've played games from from a very early age. Primarily, I played a lot of uh, board games. You know, a, a lot of older games such as Risk or Stalingrad, which is an equi- uh, okay. uh, some of the older war-style tabletop games. Yeah, which, I think our listeners are kind of familiar with that. Yeah, but the, you, the, you uh, know? We, yeah. The general. Okay. Um, 
what that taught me was an understanding of patience and logic, which I've learned to apply throughout my life in different things. I, another, another aspect of games that really influenced me growing up was reading. I myself wasn't too interested in reading. I was more of a physical child. I wanted to play sports. I wanted to be out and about. If you could have seen Vuk here in studio, you'd see that he's a sportsman. Yeah. Strong, tall. Uh, yeah, look, you look like you were very good at sports. <laughs> Funny enough, I, 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 so I, I, I don't mean to So how you get into video games? <laughs> You know, it's it's. I a, thought it's for if you're not good in sports, you go to video games. It's it's a it's a common misconception. I mean, it's not pe- true. People, yeah, people often. M- majority of my friends who I do play games with over over the internet, online. I mean, uh, even in real life, are primarily all sportsmen. Um, they some of them are national athletes. Some of them just uh, partake in sports recreationally. Do you see a conne- do you see a connection? Like the, of course. the pattern of, of challenge and becoming better and better at something of course. that you're doing. It's it's about so what rules do um, what 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 games do is they offer a player a set of rules. Okay. Now a game without rules is just play. Think about you see children in the park. You give them you just put them in the park, you don't tell them they ha- they play. Okay. There's there's no end goal to this. It's just um, it's 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 basically just going up on the slide and down. It's, and you know, it's it's. Right. I, I don't want to get into the I don't want to get into the philosophy, but um, Hazinger was an anthropologist, and he spoke about play and about how play how play um, it's about practice for life. Okay. We use play to practice. In future life, such as wild dogs or bears or lions, or they play fight, they stalk each other. These are their natural instincts that prepare them for hunting in the future. But is it is it actually giving tools that are in reality to use later on in life? Of course. Um, so if we look at if we look at games as a whole, one one a key thing that games do teach. Especially competitive style games. Um, when I speak about competitive games, I'm talking about games that are referred to as esports. So esports, two of the major, three of the major esports is a game called League of Legends. Uh, one is called Dota 2, and the other is Counter Strike Go. Now these are all very I'll different. I'll believe you because I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> I mean, me and Rabbi G were just having a conversation earlier about why people clock so many hours into these games, and I, uh, I started explaining to him that. Games are starting to be seen as a form of sports. It takes incredible, incredible amount of mental skill, physical skill in the form of reflexes, uh, pattern understanding, logic, m- calculations, mathematics. And people are being paid enormous amounts of money if they come out victorious. I mean, we are speaking about a game, when I mentioned earlier 6,000 hours of play, I was referring to a game such as Dota 2, where... The, currently, the one of the the world champ the world championship you could say a world tournament to see who the best team in the world is a world championship. Well, what is the game? What do you do in the game? Um, so basically, it's a five player versus five player arena uh, combat game. Is there any connection between the five players or just randomly well, aligned? It's five players aside, so okay. you work as a team. Each player has a very specific role, 
And now these roles come from everything to someone who primarily tries to do as much damage to the other team as possible. You get teams that try to support them, such as medics or um, you, uh, utility stealth heroes who just kind of give you more mobility on the map. It's it's quite hard to I'm describe. Gonna, I'm going to have to go into this because you're really scaring me right now. Okay, I'm freaking <laughs> out frightened. right now. Okay, uh, I'm just going to say that if anybody wants to send any questions to Vuk, 0621482374, that's a WhatsApp line, 0621482374. You could always send an email at onair at chayfem or send us a uh, SMS at 34519 or even call 074-654-7335. I'll tell you why you're scaring me. Okay, you're talking about a team, five people behind computers that build some kind of relationship Very without close knowing. Relationships. Okay, and do they continue the same players for a, a long time? Uh, it's treated as a sport. So as a sport. So they will have to make up a time afterwards. Okay, so we'll all play tomorrow. Or so play? often, so locally, that's how it works. Locally, because we do not have the financial backing per se to pay for a full team, but. In countries such as China, in, in many of the European countries, in the, in the United States, they have team houses where players live together. When they wake up, they treat playing games as a job. Okay, that's one thing. However, if it's behind the line, online, okay? So I can open up a profile, go yes. and play. Nobody knows who I am. Of course. Okay? And I could actually bond with other players. Yes. Right? Which means that anybody who's a terrorist... Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't like using this word on radio. A pedophile. Uh, uh, any yeah. dangerous person could bond with anybody online, and and just become his friend through the game, which looks so normal, so natural, and it could be a terrible disaster. It could. Um, but who's so just... how, it's very interesting, and I really want help from the listeners over here. I never heard about this danger before, and we've had here on the show about internet, and we've had here about social media, yeah. and we spoke about everything. But the games, the games that your your child is sitting on the computer, bonding with other players from around the world, who could be anybody behind anybody, that is so scary. It in is. My eyes. So tell me your opinion about the three four five one nine oh six two one four eight two three seven four. That's the WhatsApp line. And you could always send an email on air at highfm.com. By the way, 34519 is the SMS line. So the danger is tremendous. And which leads me to another point. You know, anybody could develop a game, I'm assuming. Yep. And, and the reality is that everybody's – a lot of people are developing games because there's uh, – are there millions Just, of games already? Well, beyond millions. Beyond millions. Okay. So not, it doesn't have to be that everybody's interest is money. Of course. Somebody could be uh, because he wants to teach everybody to be atheist or because he wants to teach everybody to be uh, religious people or he's a terrorist or he's a revolutionist. It could be very dangerous people behind these games. So how do I protect myself or my child online? You know, it's it's difficult. I I understand the fears. Um, it's, It's like any form of modern technology. Unfortunately, life is becoming very dangerous. Dangerous. Um, look, I mean, Completely. without without technology, just looking at how many terrorist attacks there are out in the world. I mean, the who's to say what last last night's uh, van crash in London yet again outside a mosque? I mean, right. However, saying that, um, it's much harder to do it physical is. harm. A, B. Uh, one of the good things that God gave us is an instinct. And when I see somebody, I get a feeling about him. Is he a nice person? Is he a dangerous person? And I could follow my instincts. I could talk to the person. Here, 
I'm talking with nobody. Yep. And by the way, I'm sure they could put in a profile, profile picture of whoever and the whatever. The majority of people's profile pictures are of random images. Okay. So that's that, that's maybe even better than putting a wrong face yeah. uh, or somebody that looks nicer. So are there any companies that deal with uh, protecting the games? So, yes. First of all, games do have to be approved before they go onto stores, online stores. So, I mean, if you look about, if you're looking at your mobile devices, to put a game up onto the iStore, so iTunes or, you know, the Apple Store, yeah, yeah. so on, or Google Play Store. Okay. These do have to be approved by a board. Yeah, but do the players, are the players approved? You can't. You, unfortunately, you can't discriminate based on, based, there's no prerequisite knowledge. Wow. And now you can't, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a difficult conversation to have because we have we have very new medium. Listen, I have to say, I, I honestly believe that you're very brave because you do have a startup company of of uh, games, yep. and you do lecture to people that create games, and you do teach them how to uh, manipulate us, if I'm allowed to say such a harsh word, or, or get us uh, emotionally connected or whatever it yes. is. Yeah. And you're very very bravely coming here and saying, guys, it is dangerous. Guys, there careful. Is, they, they are very, they are very, very careful. Of course. Okay. The short the interview had was meant to be end a few minutes ago, but I can't. We have to continue this. I think this is very important. We're going to continue on with this in just a, a, a moment. We're going to have to take a short break, and we will be right back. This is Soul to Soul on one hundred one point nine High FM. One hundred one point nine High FM. Hi, Chinuch We are back. Uh, last half an hour almost we've been talking about uh video games computer games how dangerous they are i i started off with uh inviting Volk, who's a lecturer about it um to speak on the study because we're towards the end of the term and holidays is a time that many of us uh many of our children spend lots and lots and lots of time on the computer and i wanted to hear about um the dangers i have to say that um I- i'm kind of horrified almost i don't want to say that harsh but uh, and I, I'm speaking during the break with uh, Vuk, and I think that um, uh, the best thing for us and for the world is that you take your startup company also into security, to, to secure the and yep. lecture for the new next generation. And and because it seems like, as we said, that the games themselves are the area that are the least supervised. Um, we know about WhatsApp. We know about Facebook. We know everybody's looking after social media. Everybody's checking that it's safe. Nobody is checking inside, and anybody could bond with anybody, which is very scary. I I, I got to move on. There's many questions I have to ask you. I want to ask you a question like that. Just before that, I'll just say uh, some SMSs are coming to me and online. Um, I'm just going to respond to Chaim that uh, who sent in the SMS. You will answer him privately afterwards. You'll take his number and you'll be yeah, in touch with him. Of uh, we're not going to answer that question here on live. Okay, so here's my question to you. In my opinion, and maybe I'm completely wrong about it, um, there's a massive difference between kids that are reading books and kids that are watching movies. Many differences. One of the differences that I uh, speak about to people, a book gives you lots of space for imagination. A book, you can decide what the the person on the book and the character would look like. You could make him heavy. You could make him uh, tall. You could make him uh, short. You could make him light, dark, whatever you want. A movie completely, uh, not completely, but takes away your imagination. It gives you an illusion. 
instead of an imagination. Within a book, uh, maybe doesn't give you the illusion of the beautiful life, but it gives you an imagination that you could build your own story to it. And the movies, uh, you can't really build your characters to it. Um, minuses and pluses for each, and just to define what uh, a part of what uh, we're facing. Video games, where do you put them? Because you said something about imagination, and I want you to go back to it. Well... For me, video game, a video game, or any sort of game in itself, it's it's very unique. It's it's essentially comprised of multiple multiple different forms of media. In form of video games, have soundtracks. They have visual qualities in terms of um, cinematic shots, cinematic storytelling. There's a writing elements behind it. There is a story about a game. Yes, every game has a narrative, whether it is a written one about uh, an avatar and his journey, or it's an interpretive one about an emergent narrative that you develop through your connection with that game. The majority of the stories are stories that were made up, or stories that people had, or stories uh, from the Bible, maybe, or just anybody takes his yeah, own idea. I mean, it's 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 truly incredible to see. So often, when we look at the narrative games, a lot of narrative games are based off novels. The way they are structured, a lot of them use the classic hero's journey, the three act structure. When we when we go back to classic literature, um, a lot of games lack a, a formative, a formal type of narrative, but offer a player a very unique narrative experience because they are interacting with a system and they get to have a very specific emotive qual- uh, in, in emotive experience which creates a very uh, it creates an emergent narrative an emergent okay yeah, we, we do uh, Craig just told me we do have to go out for another short break um, uh, so many more questions so much more happening we will be right back <laughs> Two hours every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 High FM, High Chinuch We are at the end of the hour. I can't believe how fast it worked. It passed, the time passed. But maybe because I'm with uh, Volk, who's a professional of... Uh, video games, which is the biggest thing that takes our time fast. So maybe that's how the hour passed so fast. I, it's again, I guess it's not only the game. It's maybe something about you that just time flies when you're having fun. Anyway, last opportunity if anybody wants to send another question or another uh, um, opinion about what we've spoken about the video games and games addictions, the risks. Uh, please send it in. 0621482374 is the WhatsApp line. 0621482374 or Send us an SMS to three four five one nine. You can email the radio on air at chayfm.com. And I will actually be following up this because I, I think that uh, a lot of what was said here is something that parents and educators need to know. We m- m- most likely will do something in the community with this information. So if you have any uh, opinion about it, you can send me a private message to rabbigsa at gmail.com, rabbigsa at gmail.com. We're towards the end, and still so much to know, and still so much to understand, and um, the conclusions that we're leaving off with, and I'll let you uh, end in your opinion, but in the meantime, it seems to be that uh, a lot of people, um, can cre- anybody can create a game, 
Everybody's welcome to create a game, uh, no matter what your interest is. If you're a sick person, or if you're a terrorist, or if you're a bad person, or most likely you're a good person. Um, anybody can create a game. Anybody can contact with anybody on a game. Uh, there's no really supervision about what's happening and safety rules for what's happening online gaming. Um, and yeah, I think that it's something that we really need to understand what is really happening on the apps and what on the computer games and the video games. And that's something that needs to be um, monitored. And last question for me, how much do uh, kids identify with the the game or the character or the story behind it or the message or the ethics or um, the moral uh, level of the game? Well, I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible because we are running out of time. Um, it's hard to say on an exact... I can't give you an exact scale and a, a numerical value or percentage. It's it's different for every player. It truly is. Um, different, different games offer players different things, such as literature, different books. People, people can relate to certain novels, certain characters, the novels, like in films. Some people can identify themselves with specific characters. Do we have any records of anybody imitating an actor? Like shooting or, or talking not nicely or being well, rude? I mean, or... The, the classic case is, in history, the biggest one would be the Columbine Massacre, unfortunately. People often blamed Doom, the video game, the video game back um, in the 90s. People blame Doom and black metal and, well, metal as genres of music. As something that created the, the behavior. When you say people, and we have to end off, you don't believe in that. I do, do not, no. You, do not, you don't think that's that. No. But, but you do say that games are addictive and you could pass any message that you want, if you want. Yes and no. So you can develop them with intent to hurt. Okay. Like any medium in the form of music, film, they, but there are means of monitoring and governing what gets put onto our stores, what we can purchase, what and goes on our shelves. For us, because we got to wrap up, your message is. Um, my, you're uh, my message is don't it. fear games, approach them, and just be safe. Thank you so much for thank being you, with us. We thank learned you a lot. So we grew a lot. It's been an amazing talk. So thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll be back, please, God, next Monday, 2 to 3. Thank you.